the professionals of professionalism proudly present Lewis Howard Live. Your crisp communicator with principal insights for pop culture with a tech edge. And now a man who needs no introduction, Lewis. Welcome to another edition of Lewis Howard Live. I am Lewis Howard, and you have joined another conversation. Thank you, Con, for that powerful intro. As always, we do bring you Tech Edge, fresh, new, practical, and innovative. So if you're joining us for the first time on Lewis Howard Live, we thank you for tuning in to the conversation, where you're catching us live or you're downloading the show. We appreciate you being part of the conversation. And always a shout out to all of our listeners around the U.S., across the world. And we appreciate the opportunity to help you become the best version of your Self. Each show, we bring something different, something that's a perspective, that's insider, that's motivational, inspirational, educational, and you can take one thought away from it. What we're going to talk about today is edge. What is your edge? Have you managed your edge? The world is entering over six months of stay-at-home orders or quarantine forms in one shape. Or another. Where I'm broadcasting a show from in Seattle, we began stay at home order around March 27th. And we have been in some various phase or form of that stay at home order that was issued by Governor Jay Inslee, our leader extraordinaire here. So a recent article in Seattle Times, 20, September 23rd, will mark exactly six months since Governor Jay Inslee issued the first stay-at-home order to curb the spread of the coronavirus pandemic. Since then, economic woes, the stress of social justice protests against pr- police brutality, divisive national politics, and now devastating wildfires that have killed dozens and fouled our air and have piled up, deepening the strain on each one of us that has an impact on your edge. I'm on at least three to four Zoom team meetings per day. So I'm around a lot of different people, and we're talking about different subjects, What's your Zoom schedule? How many times are you online on a meeting either for your children now that you're doing school or for your business or for your work? Many of you listening to me around the world are still working from home and some are going in a couple days a week and others haven't left the house since the first stay at home order. Where are you and where does that impact have on your mindset? Has it changed has it increased? Is your schedule more tense or is it lessened? All of these have an impact on your edge. And we'll talk about specifically what is the edge and what does that matter? How does it impact you every day? Here's another report out of BBC. It said a study of the COVID-19 patients found that 55% had abnormal 
changes, with one in seven showing evidence of severe dysfunction. That is your edge. Severe dysfunction as a result of some aspect of the pandemic. So if you're just joining us, we're talking about the edge, how you manage your edge, how do you keep your edge, but also how do you manage your edge and don't allow your edge to manage you. Here's another one from the New York Times. It says, as we slouch into month seven of the pandemic, the mental health impact on parents remains significant and shows no signs of abating. Though the pandemic has certainly affected the mental health of all demographics and research from uh, the American. Here's one from Psychology Association. Showed that April and May, parents with children at home under 18 were markably more stressed than non-parents. So here is the first clue to the impact of keeping your edge, stress. What is that stress? All right, so let's talk about uh, what is the edge? Well, it's the edge of your emotion. Initially, our thoughts and reactions have been uh, pure panic, right? So this is what, when we first heard the news, we didn't know what it was about, and all of the deaths were occurring. Panic. What is this thing? What is this enemy that we can't see? So it gets into your emotion. Emotions are that way. They change sometimes from moment to moment. You can feel one way one minute and freak out the next. That is how emotions work. Anybody in a relationship understands the woman's emotions. She can be happy one minute and pissed the next. And you don't know what set her off. What triggered that thing? So these are real things that people go through. Um, sometimes... Uh, it's pretty amazing how fast people can shift and change. I'm in conversations with people and all of a sudden they just get edgy on me, right? Uh, they get crispy all of a sudden. And I'm going, what is that? But this is important to discuss, especially if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a manager, if you're a leader, if you're a parent, if you're a world citizen, this is important to know about how am I impacting with people when their edge is being impacted by stress. So one emotion in particular that can come out of nowhere and feel disproportionate to the occasion and sometimes unsettling is the edge of anger, right? People are angry. They're angry at politicians. They're angry at the loss of loved ones. They're angry at financial constraints that have been put on them. They're angry at each other. They're fighting in relationships. They're fighting in traffic. They're fighting people on the street. It is the anger that is coming out. And sometimes it just comes out unexpectedly and it can be heightened due to stress. Stress can make you freak out. Okay. So we're just talking real conversation here because there's no use being in denial. It's a real thing. The struggle is real. So if you feel like you are stressed and you're dealing with things, you probably are. There's no way, you know, I keep hearing the term people, the new normal. Well, that's a subjective term. It depends on what your normal was before 
versus where you're living now versus where you will be in terming what the new normal. But what people are really trying to say when they keep using the word new normal, they need a place of stability. They need a place of steadiness. And that's really what we want to share today in the, in the program about how you keep your cool when everybody else is losing their cool. Right. So we're going to take a look at some of my personal observations uh, since the pandemic and ensuing events. And how do you manage edge in this unprecedented time that we're living in as global citizens? This is not an American issue. It's not a Canadian issue. It's not a British issue. We are world citizens. We are connected by one click of a button on an Internet. Right. Jet travel has made us get to pretty much anywhere we want to get in 13 hours. That didn't used to be. So we're all connected in some shape, form, effect, uh, fashion, and we're all impacted in some way. Many of you may remember the interview that I did um, with Maria over in uh, Hungary. And how she takes care of the orphan children and how someone broke in, stole all of their equipment and the kids were left with nothing while they're on a stay at home order that will impact. So it is real. We're going to talk about it, give some insights. And hopefully, as always, when we do the Lewis Howard live show, you can take one thought that will make a difference in your thinking. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. Give a shout out to our sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to jump right into some observations on how you keep and manage your edge. You're listening to Lewis Howard Live. Stay with us. We'll be right back after these messages. The Millionaire Club Charity is one of Seattle's oldest existing charities. In addition to job placement and employment services, the Millionaire Club provides job training and licensing to help workers become qualified and job ready, from nutritious meals and sack lunches to housing assistance to stabilize their lives. Despite its name, the donors to the Millionaire Club are ordinary citizens with a desire and passion to help fellow citizens overcome the barriers of employment and housing. For more information, call 206-728-JOBS or go to millionaireclub.org. Hey, thanks for joining us and being part of the conversation. This is Lewis Howard Live, and you've joined another conversation. Hey, I like to keep it right there on the edge. I like to keep it real and keep it going. We're talking today about the edge. What does it mean? I'm fascinated with history, and so I like studying things and learning things. I hate using words that I don't understand the meaning of something. And so the edge was really important uh, back in days where men carried swords. And swords were important because that was your weapon of choice back in the day. And so in order for you to be successful in battle, your sword had to have a sharp edge because it had to penetrate through the defenses of your enemy or adversary if they were wearing protective gear to keep you from injuring them. So if you had a sharp edge, you could get through, right? I love to cook. Many of the listeners, you guys know I love to cook and throw down. And so one of the things that a chef understands that you don't want to go into a kitchen doing some serious slicing and cutting with a dull knife. 
It's an easy way to cut your finger off, right? So the knife needs to be sharp. But that same knife that you use to chop the onions and tomatoes and cut the meat or whatever you're doing can also cut your hand, right? So it's how I use the knife that matters, okay? It can be helpful and it can be harmful. That's what the edge is. The edge keeps you sharp. Every gamer knows, I got to have the edge. I got to have the strategy. But that same edge can also be dangerous. And so when we're in a situation where stress is also coming in from things we can't control, that affects our edge. And as we talked about in the first monologue opening, people can go off and you don't even know why they're going off. I had a situation just the other day. I'm pulling out the street. Get my morning Joe, got my coffee, and turned to the light to stop. A driver in front of me thought I was doing something aggressive with her, lost her edge. She's pointing her finger out at me, telling me I'm number one. Took me a while to figure out what she was saying, but she had lost it. And so I made the decision of maybe let me just go around her so I can just continue on to my destination. She was not having any of it. She started driving wildly across the lanes and in the street, slamming on her brakes. I thought this woman has lost it. Don't know what I did or what she perceived I did, but I need to keep my edge. So I stopped my vehicle, pulled over to the right and let her go. Now, there's another way. I could have handled that. The old version of me would have handled that differently. I would have got right up on her. I would have I would have tried to pass her anyway and hope she hit me. And we'd have got right out in the street and got at it. That was the old version of me. Right. But, you know, I've learned you have to choose your battles. And that was not a battle that I wanted to deal with at that moment. And clearly she was having a bad day at 830 in the morning. And I didn't need to have that. Not today. But these are things that we can run into. Maybe you're cool. Maybe your edge is fine. Maybe you are dialed in. Maybe you got enough routine in the morning that you're not impacted. But that does not go with everyone else. So we're going to take a look just at my, just as some observations about your edge. So many of you know that I, I started out this year uh, in a real tough situation with the loss of my son and uh, before the pandemic really got going. And so that was tough for me as a individual just to, you know, keep going through all that. And then layered on top of that was all of the COVID-19 stuff. And it found out later that my son succumbed to COVID. So tough year, no question. Uh, but also I am a, a leader in multiple companies. And so many of you know my real estate and I do nonprofit housing. I'm in the finance, I do the show every week. I'm an author publishing the third book, uh, all kinds of things that I am involved in. So I get to observe people because I'm in close proximity with people every day. And so what I do is I'm, I'm a, I learn. So I watch people. And here's some of the observations that I have got from people since this pandemic has started. Okay. And you can decide if it's appropriate, not appropriate, right, wrong. There's no right or wrong answer. An observation is just that it's an observation. So one of the things I, I see is number one is the NIMBY perspective. What is NIMBY? Not in my backyard. 
So there's some people that just operate with the NIMBY perspective, which means it's not affecting me or my house. Therefore, I'm not uh, directly concerned about it. I may have empathy for or sympathy for people that have had losses due to the pandemic or problems due to the social justice or lost their home due to the fire or whatever, but it doesn't affect me. So therefore, I'm going on like nothing because I'm in a bubble. It's not in my backyard. And I know that because I had a number of people who found out about my son and what the uh, cause was. And they said, I've never talked to anybody that has been around COVID. I've never talked to anybody that has actually experienced it. And it changed them having talked to someone that's actually been through it. So one of the things that I think you do to manage your edges, you need to go talk to people that have been through it. Maybe somebody that's lost a relative or dealt with it so you can gain the perspective. Because the last thing I think you want to be is have the not in my backyard syndrome. Too many people have that. Doesn't affect me or mine, so I don't care. Number two perspective is using political distractions. So rather than focus on the issues at hand, which is the pandemic, and, and, and the fires and all these things, we found that people have chosen to jump into the political nightmare, right, to hate on whoever their favorite politician is to hate on. So they're finding that as a distraction rather than dealing with the reality of what's really going on, which is thousands of people are losing their lives. Thousands of people are being impacted. Well, rather than focus on the humanity aspect of it, what they're doing, they're allowing themselves to be distracted by the political aspect. Trump's the problem. Trump's the solution. Democrats, Republicans, moderates, Joe Biden. Right. So that really is not helping because really what you're doing is it's almost like rather than go home and deal with the problem, I'm going to go to the bar and have a drink. Right. That's how people just choose to deal with certain things. So allowing yourself to have a political distraction, it's okay for a minute. But at some point, you got to get back to reality. The other one is my favorite of these Continuing social engagements. What does that mean? Well, that means if people were going to the bars on Friday and Saturday night or to the club or to the strip club or whatever they were doing, they just kept doing that in some shape, form, fashion. Right. If they were on Tinder, if they were on match, if they were they didn't stop. Right. So they just refused to allow whatever was going on in the world to interrupt their social plans. I know people that refuse for a long period of time to even wear a mask. Right. I see people getting in parties and they are gathered tight like sardines. No mask, no distancing. So they just decided we're not going to allow what the governor has said, what the president has said, what the CDC has said to impact us. We're going to still party like it's 1999. OK, so that that's one observation that I've seen of people. Uh, the other one is straight out denial. Straight out denial. So if you just join us, we're talking about managing your edge doing crisis, doing this COVID, doing social justice reform, doing the protests, doing everything that we have experienced in the last nine months of 2020, really seven months of 2020. What an amazing uh, year. And of course, now as I'm doing this show, it is the loss of a federal Supreme Court judge, right? And so now you got a whole nother level of fuel 
to the fire. So people have different reactions and it comes out in different ways. So denial, we have people that are in denial that anything is going on. They say that uh, the coronavirus, the pandemic, COVID-19 is a conspiracy. It's the government doing it. It is, it is some elite group around the world cooking up this plan just to control us all. It's just denial. So some people just choose, there's no problem, everything is fine, and it's just the way it is. So that's a form of denial. It's another observation that I've seen. Act as if. I, this is one of my favorite ones. People act as if. Act as if nothing's going on. Nothing has changed. I'm still good. I'm still hustling. I'm still, I still have a job. I still have a house. I still have my car. I still got my swag. I can still listen to my music. I can still drink my drink, smoke, smoke, do whatever I want to do. Therefore, I'm good. Okay? But you are far from good. Because, as I said, you are a world citizen. So you are impacted Rather, you want to accept it or not. It's easier to embrace it than to pretend. A Western culture is big on optics and pretending like things don't exist that really do. That's the battle we have this conversation with, with racism. Pretending like something doesn't exist when clearly it does. It's just you're choosing not to address it and not to deal with it doesn't make it go away. All right. Fear perspective. So that's one. Another observation I've seen with people is fear. Do you know that there are some people and if any of you listen to me to the show, this is not a judgment at all. But I know some people have not left their house since March 27th. They will not go anywhere. They won't go to the grocery store. Everything is online. Everything is brought to them. They don't want anyone within six feet of them. Uh, Fear. The fear of possibly catching this disease, catching this thing, or become a victim to this thing has just led them just to shut down and just huddle in their home and don't leave, right? I'm not sure if that's the best way to do it, but it is a way that people have chosen to react. That's how they manage in your edge, right? And then just, again, just on edge. Some people are just on edge. That is their response. They're on edge about every little thing. It wouldn't take you two seconds to get into an argument or disagreement with that person because they're on edge. People driving on edge. We used to have a time where people would be courteous and let you get in if you were trying to make a turn or lane change. Not anymore. It's all about me, mine, I. It, it looks like the Terminator out there at times in terms of how people are driving. And they're using their vehicles as weapons. Why do they pick that? Because that's the one thing they can control. I can control how fast this car goes. I can control turning. And I can control a lot of things that maybe I don't have control of in my life. So I'm driving on the edge. I'm living on the edge. Coolest people I've seen so far is the people hanging out at the bars. Right? Or, or at the wine place. They go and they're just chilling out and they're not really being impacted. They understand the reality of it. They're dealing with it as best they can, but they're not going to let them stress you out. So those are just some of my observations of what I've seen. Maybe you got a few. You happy to, You can email me uh, or hit us up on Facebook. I always love getting that feedback. You can hit us up. What have you seen? 
What has been your observation since the pandemic occurred? What has been the direct impact on you? Be great to hear that and share that with our listeners as well. We're going to take another break. And then when we come back, I'm going to share with you just some takeaways or some uh, principles that I think can help you continue to manage your edge during the crisis, during the pandemic, so you don't freak out, so you don't lose your stuff, so you don't go cray cray. You don't need to be put away on a 5150. You'll be able to survive and, and get to the end whenever the end come. You're joining Lewis Howard Live. Stay with us. I'm going to take a quick break. Give a shout out to our sponsors. We'll be right back after these messages. The New Home Council at thenewhomecouncil.com is an independent team of industry professionals working together to meet the changing needs of the new home building industry through education, promotion, and recognition. With over 900 members strong, the New Home Council is passionate about being a resource for builders and all professionals in the new home industry and their success. Become a member today and help support this great cause by going to thenewhomecouncil.com to learn more. That's thenewhomecouncil.com. Hey, thanks for joining us. Man, I'm enjoying this show today. I hope you're getting something out of it. It's real. Uh, you know, we talk about a lot of different things on the program and on the show, but I realize that everybody's going through something and I want to be part of the solution of helping you step through. No, I'm not Dr. Phil. I'm not Oprah. I don't have a psychology degree, but I do love people. And I've been working with people for close to 30 years. I've been coaching and managing people, businesses, and solutions at a very high level. And one thing that I have learned is relationships are key. And so if you value someone, you value relationship, then you will make the investment in it. And for all thousands, tens of thousands that are listening to the show and a hundred thousand that have downloaded, I value each and every one of you. So if I can give you one insight, one perspective that I have learned, then it's worth the time to do that. So if you're just joining the program today, the show, we're talking about the edge, managing your edge, especially during this crisis, during this pandemic, during the world politics, you know, watching BBC News. Man, I forget how much goes on around the world. Sometimes we can get just lost in our United States issue, our American issue, but we got 220 nations on the planet. And so sometimes I get a perspective of what's going on in different nations, how people are living without water and electricity and food and and governments that are socialized, everything and and communists and just different things. Man, I appreciate living in America. We're not perfect. We got a lot of problems here and a lot of things um, that we need to fix. But I guarantee you we're the best democracy going in the world. If you leave America and go live in a few other places, maybe go try Iceland for a while. You'd be glad to get back. Hey, we're talking about the edge and what that means to you in your day to day routine. And we've talked about first segment. Some of the observations that I have uh, observed with people from a professional standpoint and from a personal standpoint. So if you kind of just come in the show now, you can go back. We're available 24-7 on download demand, and you can get the show. And, of course, we're on pretty much every platform out there to 
get the podcast and get the show. So there's no opportunity to miss us. You can get us at any time. But we're talking about Edge. And so I want to leave the show with what I think some takeaways that would be helpful for you if you haven't done this already that were helpful for me when this whole thing started out. So just some practices, right? Come out of the drama, the trauma, the traffic, the noise, and sit for a minute and gain a perspective. So number one is you have to educate yourself. One of my favorite mentors was Jim Rohn. And Jim Rohn said an institutional education will make you a good living, but self-education will make you a fortune. So it is how you get your education that matters, right? We have this popular term called street U, S-U, street university. So it's slang for people that didn't go to college. They learned it self-made or on the street or as they grew up or hands-on experience. So many of those people have gone on to make fortunes. Many billionaires are SU people, right? When you look at the history, especially in the last 10 years, Jeff Bezos, he's an SU person. Street University, dropped out of college, of course. And of course, the founder of Apple, right? Dropped out of college, Bill Gates. The list goes on and on about people that we look up to and we admire that didn't get institutional education. Now, parents, I'm not saying don't have your kids go to college. If they have the opportunity to go to college, send them to college. It's a good foundation for life. Teaches you some things that will help build structure in your life. Because while these entrepreneurs we admire, they also have a lot of unstructured, kind of cowboys in a way, because they're not used to having things done in sort of a structural way. They're used to doing things the way they want to. So I don't want my doctor unstructured. That's what I'm saying, right? I don't want the person that's got to perform surgery on me unstructured. I want him to know or her to know the protocols and the rules of using that knife. I'm not sure I want an entrepreneur operating on me at that point. So you get my point that there are certain places where an education is required. So what I'm talking about really is in relationship to the whole pandemic and everything that's going on is you got to educate yourself. You've got to find some resources that you trust to give you a perspective and a narrative that can help. Remember, as I always say on the show, you have 10,000 thoughts per day going through your head, Uh, roughly 1,500 words per minute that are going through your head. Whose words are those? Are those your words or are they somebody else's words? Are they CNN's words or your words? Who's telling you? Who's, uh, my affectionate term, who's blowing in your ear? Who is telling you? I want to educate myself. So one of the things I was fortunate enough with the pandemic and the COVID was my personal physician and doctor educated me from an insider and professional perspective. He was a member of the CDC, UW Medical, and he's treating patients every day that are coming in with those symptoms. So he knew firsthand. So I went to the firsthand source to get educated about what is this thing really all about, doc, and how do I respond to it? How do I keep myself going? I've got all these responsibilities. I've had these crises and major life events that I've personally come through. How do I deal with this? And he educated me on that, right? So 
Go to a firsthand source and get yourself educated. We always say that. We'll say, well, you need to get educated, but we don't tell people how. The way you get the best education is go as close to the source as you can get. If I want to learn about music, I'm not necessarily going to go to uh, a, a, an artist. I might go to the person that writes music because then I'll understand how the music is generated. Right. If I'm if I'm going to go and learn about art, I'm not necessarily going to go to the art dealer. I want to talk to an artiste, the person who actually draws it. That's the difference in the education. I'm not going to go to CNN and get educated. They don't have enough time. They got the average story is three minutes and 40 seconds. They just don't have enough time to educate me fully on the subject. If you've ever been listening to a show and all of a sudden they're talking about a subject that interests you and matter and you are about ready to get into it. And they'll say, well, that's all the time we have for today. Uh, we're going to go to commercial break. And then you're left hanging. You didn't get much of an education. So you walked away with a partial view of something that you would have liked to gain a bigger perspective on. Find someone, someplace, something that you can spend time with, that you can get insight. I'm healthy and I don't have fear about the pandemic and everything that's going on because I got a great health program because I got a great doctor. Okay, get those kind of people in your life that will help. So number one is educating yourself. Number two is to examine and audit your own life. To audit means to conduct an independent examination of something. So you need to have take this moment in time, this unprecedented moment in time. If ever there's a moment to take an audit and inventory in your life, it is an unprecedented moment. It is a time that you've never seen or experienced or been in before is to take the time to say you got to stay at home order anyway, uh, working from home. Use part of that time to examine your life. Where are you? Where are you with your goals? Where are you with your planning? How far? How close? Right? That's one of the things that I did is I stopped, I looked, and I listened. Because I wanted to see where am I? How much of this will disrupt my plans, my goals, my mission, and what I want to do? So I took inventory. I didn't go party like it's 1999. I didn't go into denial. I didn't say not in my backyard. I didn't go in. I said, let me stop get educated and let me audit my own life as to where I believe I am. And the answer is going to be different for each one of us, right? If you're a mom with children, you got to audit that. How am I going to manage my children through this? How am I going to manage myself through this? If you're a husband, head of the house or lead partner, how are you going to manage your family through this? You're a business guy. You're running a company. How do you talk to your employees doing this whole thing? Do you just talk to them like you're a professional and they got no problems because you're afraid to address something? Or do you keep it real and give people a moment? One of the things I've seen that employees do really well is giving people a forum, whether it's on Zoom or Teams, to just share what's heavy on them. Share what they're dealing with them at the moment. And also uh, inspire people to do new things, which we'll talk about that later on. But you need to take audit. Only a foolish person goes to an unprecedented time that don't think that they need to look at themselves or some aspect of their life. I don't know how you could frame that in your head and not think you need to do that. So spend the time. Take notes. Write notes down. Thoughts that are coming. Um, directions you want to go. 
and things you want to do. This is a great time to independently do that. Number three is monitor who you are hanging with. You become like those you hang around. Now, people don't believe that and they don't like to hear that. But if you're hanging around addicts, eventually you're going to use. Okay? And it's just the law of attraction. I didn't create the law. I'm just telling you how it is. If you hang around people with money, eventually you're going to get motivated to have money. So who are you hanging with? You've heard this from me many times. Your income will only rise to the level of the top five people that you're hanging with. Okay, so if your income is not where it wants to be, look at the top five people. Your parenting will only rise to the level of the top five people that you are hanging with. Who are you hanging with? Who are you spending time with doing this pandemic, doing the social unrest, doing the political upheavals and all these things? Who are you investing time with? That matters. Right. Take time to examine. I've met new friends. I've got new relationships that I have built here and I've let some old relationships go because they weren't good in a crisis. They were fit for fun, but they weren't fit for the fight. So they needed to go. I need to bring in people that were more fit for the fight and understand and had a maturity about what's going on. All right. So we're talking about just some practical, principal ways to manage your edge, to get through, to keep your cool, to stay steady in unsteady times. Uh, what's new with you? Right. Even in the middle of a crisis, what's new? What are you doing new? When's the last time you did anything new? Right. I'm hearing great stories. People learning how to cook. That's a big thing. They're doing shows on TV about people suddenly, you know, celebrities, um, famous people. All of a sudden they're cooking. Baking, uh, writing books, starting new businesses, getting healthier, reconnecting with people from the past. What's new with you? Taking on new hobbies. What is new with you? Don't go through the thing and just be the same old, same old and don't change. Create something new. Look for something new. Take on something new. Right. When crisis comes and things change, you either fight to stay the same or stay normal or you embrace the new change and force yourself to step up to a higher level. And lastly, the higher power and the divine. Whatever your religious or spiritual beliefs, know one thing that as humans, we have a lot of problems. And no matter how many college degrees, power, money, titles that a person has behind their name, they do not have the answers to all of the world's problems. When you study history about great men and great women, you find how they anguished in private about public issues or challenges that they had to lead people through. I love studying the life of Abraham Lincoln and the Civil War and how he had to navigate between two divides and keep a nation united. When you think about social activists, people like Martin Luther King, people like Gandhi, and how they anguished on how to keep their causes 
at the forefront. They don't do like people do today, which is just go toxic and throw everybody under the bus and, and accuse them of every name under the book. They had to have strategy to that. And so sometimes that comes from the divine. Um, with over 6,000 plus history, depending on how you look at history, the world has endured tens of thousands of crises and problems which needed answers. And some answers came from men, but others only came from the God above. Uh, this is an excellent time to slow your roll, allow this time to reshape and mold your thoughts and guide you into a positive and real way. It is time to hear an answer that is offline, right, outside the norm. And then lastly, you got to be patient. Life is not like a microwave or social media post where I can just hit one button and it's done. Real life, real success, real outcomes, they take time. They take time, whether you want it to or not. You can try to manipulate it. You can try to get around it. But at the end of the day, it takes time. It's going to take time for us to work through this pandemic. And even after we're done, the aftermath of it will take even more time. It's just going to take time. The minute life events occur, it's going to take time. And so you have to embrace yourself within taking time. It's one of the problems with our generation today, just not patient, right? Don't have time, too busy. I don't want to listen. I got my own deal, right? I got my smartphone, I got my computer, and that's all I need, and that, that will do. Now, you're going to need a little bit more than that. You're going to need some patience. So I hope today that you got one thought, one idea that can help you uh, move through this thing, I think, in a better and real way. Sharing is caring, so we always invite you to share the show, tell a friend, uh, download it, uh, give them the link to the podcast, and let them have it. Maybe your life is perfect. Maybe all of I said doesn't matter to you because your life is perfect. But I guarantee you know somebody out there that's struggling, somebody that's having challenge, and maybe one of these thoughts can help them make a difference. Thank you again for joining Lewis Howard Live. As always, you can get us 24-7. We are one of the top rated shows on Blog Talk Radio, so you can't miss us. And of course, we've got every form of Apple podcast, and we're about to get even bigger. So stay with us. Uh, continue to follow us. Uh, you're about to see some new and exciting things come from the Lewis Howard Live show. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you on another edition of Lewis Howard Live.